You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I got a really fun one for you today. I got Mr. Bronson Kafusi. Bronson, welcome to the show. Appreciate you. Having Second me. time, I'm not going to say a deja vu, but the first time, Jason decided to somehow mess up the audio, but we got you back here. I appreciate <laughs> you in the new studio. Yeah. Um, but Bronson, you're doing a ton out there. Um, you know, Young Athlete Society, you're, you're a, an investor in a bunch of different things, one of them being Dirty Doe, which you've had Bennett on this show before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you used to play in the NFL, which is super cool. And you got a great story, man. And I think one thing that are, why I really like, I like you is because the first time we ever met, I don't, and I think we were at a John Pennington's house at a, at a cars and coin event yeah. and we're just chilling there in the back and then you like nudge me. You're like, what's up? You're like, well, what's up, man? Like, let's start talking to me. I'm like, what's up, bro? Like freaking this tall man just over me, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you're just so nice. And uh, I think I walked away from that. Man, that's, that was a really, really cool person. And he was just so nice to me and honestly didn't know who you were. Um, but obviously I, you look like okay. an athlete, all, just, you look like an athlete. So I'm like, man, this guy is just, just a, a great human being and you got an awesome story. And so I want to really dive into that story and you know, what you've gone through, what you're, what you're doing now. And especially in the young athlete society, cause I, you know, watching you on social media and that thing's just, it seems like it's catching a lot of traction and you guys are blowing up doing that. Um, but you got a, a, a wild childhood. So yeah, you know, we can dive into that. Yeah. Sweet. No, I appreciate you having me. Um, you know, me, I mean, my parents, my dad's from Tonga. He moved here when he was like nine years old to Utah. And then uh, my mom grew up in Provo, Utah, um, single mom, um, six kids, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Busy, busy family. Busy. She was a nurse. Wow. Um, so long hours. Yeah. Long hours. Yeah. Like, so I've always, you know, I've, I've always had great examples in my life. Um, and my dad and, and his family you know, coming from those islands over here was an adventure. And then they met and um, my dad was playing football in college. Really? My, my mom was going to school there. And then I, 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 came, I came around yeah. here like yeah. <laughs> uh, when my dad was playing for the Eagles. So he was That's drafted awesome. to the Philadelphia Eagles and so I was born in Jersey and nice. Yeah. So That's awesome, man. football's been a big part. So what was it like growing up, growing up as a as you're, when your dad played in the NFL, did you realize like how cool that was? Or was that just kind of like, oh, dad's going to work? You know what's crazy is like when I was even in uh, elementary school, I didn't even know my dad played football. Really? After he was done playing, he started coaching at University of Utah. And so I never even knew that he was a player because I never saw any of his stuff. Like really? helmets and jerseys and I never saw any of it. So I didn't even know. I didn't even know he played. So we all thought he was a coach. Now this is crazy. Yeah. So growing up, I mean, so even, even when he was actively playing, you still thought he was coaching or you had no idea what he's doing. Yeah. I I was still pretty little back then, but even, but it wasn't that long after when he started coaching that like, I still didn't know he played really, which was crazy. Like, he didn't like come home and really talk about it much. No, yeah, that. he just left. He just left football. Really, at the football field. <laughs> yeah, so. that's kind of cool. I mean, that that's actually. I mean, us as entrepreneurs, that's hard, right? To, so to leave hard. to leave your play, leave do whatever you're doing. But that's actually actually cool because then he, when he comes home, he's present and with the kids, everything yeah. like that. And yeah, I mean that's that's kind of wild that you didn't know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Really no, yeah, that's nuts. So, 
you know, then he starts coaching, moved back to Utah. And how, how young were you when you moved back to Utah? Man, yeah, I, I was little. Really? Um, yeah, but we, we moved back. And when he started coaching, I was like just obsessed with football. Like really? obsessed, but my dad wouldn't let me play. Why so not? I didn't, I didn't play for, I didn't play football until eighth grade. Really? And I played flag football. Um, but I was it's kind of my body type, honestly, I think, because I was really tall and like lanky and skinny. And really? like, so, and I was always playing basketball and soccer. Okay. Yeah. So I was playing a sport. So yeah, I was yeah. always playing sports, but I just never really played football. But I, I think the first time I ever played tackle football, though, I went to one football camp. It was at University of Utah. Really? And like it was fully padded and I was little, I was pretty little. And I, that was the only exposure I had to tackle football. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's so, incredible, man. It, how was it like growing up around the University of Utah players and that, that stadium? I mean, did you get to hang out with them at all? You know, I'm sure you went to a lot of the games. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I went everywhere. Like yeah. I was that kid. Um, you know, every football player, anyone that plays football at the college level, NFL level, you know, you have the coaches' kids that are like always running around. Right. Like I was that. That's I was cool. that kid running around. So yeah. I got to see, you know, incredible players. You know what I mean? Like my favorite player growing up was, uh, you know, when my dad was at University of Utah, was Steve Smith. Like, oh, yeah. I loved his attitude. Like, yeah. and I could even tell just like, I mean, you can tell, especially when he's in the NFL, but like even in college, like I was literally the front row, like seat to his whole, like the beginning right there and it was cool yeah and And then i was his teammate too yeah that's for a year which is crazy so yeah it was it was cool to you know be around those guys really good players that's awesome i mean that's pretty rare for someone to get to experience especially at the like the great like the micro level right where you're you're with them you know probably going to practices seeing it what's going on i mean did did that really light your fire to be become you know go to college or or to start playing actual football or like hey dad i really want to start playing football yeah i I felt like I always wanted to play, but you know what? I was that kid who just kind of was playing sports because it was fun. Right. And my friends were doing it and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like, I didn't really, I was very competitive. Like I always wanted to be the best out there, you know, and, and dominate, but I didn't realize what sports could do for me. Right. Until I would say probably college when, really? I, when I was playing in college. Yeah. I didn't have any goals to go to the NFL in high school. Really? Yeah. I was just, I just wanted to be the best that like, on the team, yeah. My, my vision wasn't very big. It was still real, pretty small. Right. It's funny. I like. I, I'm. You know Zach Moss. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Zach, same story. Like he's like he he really didn't start playing football until like tenth, eleventh grade year. Then he's like, I really didn't want to do anything with it until people were like, oh, hey, like you know, scholarship. And he's like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I can pay for school. And then he's like, he's like, my senior year is when I decided to go go hard and and get a scholarship. And I'm like, that is nuts because there are kids that you know from the moment they can walk or you know have a football and the moment they can play their first little peewee or flag football they, they're playing and they work everything they possibly could do i mean it just talk, kind of talks like you know god give talents that you know and, and athletes yeah. and and but but also what you can do when you put your mind to it oh yeah and that was probably the biggest change for me because after i left high school i went to byu and i played uh football and basketball my freshman year and so you then played I played both I played both yeah so i i got i got home i did a church mission came home a week before fall camp joined the football team. And then after the bowl game, the bowl game was like on a Saturday. I was on the basketball court on Monday. Really? Doing basketball practice, just dying out there, you know, because <laughs> it was such different running. Oh, totally different. You know, and my, even my body after not doing much for such a long time, um, for those two years, I I just really wasn't 
I wouldn't say like in the best shape for, and now that I think about it, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like I went from football to basketball. It's just different, you know? Really? But I love that because I've always been, I've done that my whole life. It's been football season, basketball season. Right. And then I go into football off season training. Right. And so, yeah, it was, but what I was going to get to was what you said about like, like it's, it's a mindset, right? Like you have kids that have the mindset early. Right. And some kids that are, you know, a little bit more God-given talents and with height and, and weight and speed and stuff, sometimes they don't really catch it at all. Right. And then they just miss out on the work ethic that takes place. But as soon as you light that fire within um, and you give them that vision and that mindset, it changes. And right. so that's what happened to me. Right. Yeah, because I really, you know, I, it was kind of interesting because my dad was my coach in college. Never coached me in any sport my whole life. Really? Never never so was a team coach. The, he went from the U to BYU? Went from the U, coached there for like 10 years, came to BYU. Wow, what a traitor, man. He coached from What a traitor. What's crazy <laughs> is he played at BYU. Oh, really? And I didn't oh, know that traitor. either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's so nuts. Yeah, so he has... It's a cool story. And so I remember we were sitting there and, you know, he gathered us all together, all the family. And he's like, hey, guys, we're going to, I'm done coaching now at University of Utah and I'm going to go to BYU. And all of us kids were like, dare you, dad. Because right. we were little, like elementary school, right. like fifth, sixth grade, right. like all of us. And we're all super close in age. And we couldn't believe it. But then, but then he pulls out his BYU helmet and we're like, what is this? <laughs> He's right. like, I played them. We we're like, wait, what? Like we were all just like blown away. That's but then crazy. I, it's crazy. Since all my uncles, I had another uncle play at BYU and I had four uncles play at Utah. Wow. So it's like, I didn't understand at a young age, like, okay, we're, we're just everywhere. And that's still yeah. how it is right now. Yeah. I was going to say, you have a brother, I think in the played for BYU and another brother that played for university of Utah. Yeah. That, and that yeah. brother played both. Then I got like, when I played, I had three cousins at Utah, like when I was playing and then I had, um, like even right now, there's like two, I've had four cousins at BYU. Really? A couple at. So is that when they're still playing against each other? Yeah, we all played against each oh, other. Oh yeah, so then it was. We've a, all played yeah, against each other. The Holy War was definitely. Like I lined up, house. yeah, I would line up across <laughs> from my cousin, like my first really? cousins. Yeah. Really? That's, yeah. that's actually, that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, uh, that's pretty, dude, that is an athletic family. I mean, you have an uh, extremely athletic family. I mean, your your brothers, your two brothers. So, you, is there three three of you brothers? There's three of us brothers, two girls. And they, and the all, girls both played D one, or is yeah, it the, the, just the athletic family? You, you know what? I think it. I mean, my dad, my dad, obviously playing playing in the NFL, and then my mom's side, like her brother was the captain of the '84 national championship team at BYU. Really? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that. So it's like. Dude, this is the one mingled. That the, the next yeah. collide <laughs> for real. Um, I want to ask you one thing, and and you kind of kind of elaborated to it a little bit before. Is you know you have people with a lot of God gifted talents that are just athletes, right? But mm -hmm. but do you think because you had to work hard at maybe like changing your body type? You know, you were a basketball like probably more of a body type of a basketball player, but playing football and all these things because you had to work so hard. Do you think that, that helped propel you success into the NFL and beyond? Yeah, I w definitely. Because I think about times where, like in my career, like I remember even in high school when my dad wouldn't let me play up. So as a freshman, I was a freshman quarterback on the freshman team. My sophomore year, I'm playing varsity defensive end. I'm going to their camp, and I'm just getting destroyed every single week or right. every single practice at summer camp to the point where I'm like in my apartment calling my dad in like tears saying I want to quit. Really? And my dad's like, hang in there. You're going to be good. Because he knew that that O-line I was going up against was like the best in the state. I didn't know that, though. Really? So they're just kicking my butt every day. But 
then when we go and play against people, I'm dominating them. And I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? It's because the guys I was going up against. So I, I learned to like, even when you feel like it's like you don't see the progress, just to stay in there, like stay in there, keep pushing, keep pushing, like don't right. look for the easy way out. But that propelled me into college where my freshman year, I had a really promising freshman year in football. And then um, my sophomore year, I kind of went stagnant, even to the point where they like lowered my playing time. Really? Yeah. And so my dad calls me up and he's like, hey, come on in. I want to talk to you about something. And he's like, hey, you do everything right. Um, on game day, I just don't really feel like you're performing like the way you need to or want to. And he said, and I know you want to go to the NFL. And I paused in like my mind because I was like, I never thought about that before. Really? Yeah. Even then, my sophomore year in college. Sophomore year in college. Then. I had no idea. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what do I need to do, dad? And he says, I want you to go talk to uh, a mentor and then get a, you know, a mental performance coach. I was like, okay. Because I was one of those people where I'm like, just tell me how far. Like I, had the, I always had like the right attitude. Right. Of like, I want to learn. Like, that's always been something innate for me. And so I went and found them both, like, immediately. I found someone that had just gotten them playing in the league. And then, as well, a mindset coach. And from there, I gained all my vision and the hunger. And I got so detailed. And I realized I can actually go to the NFL. Really? I'm going to do it. Like, and so, yeah, and... It, every single year I got better. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like, that's a, that's a big phone call for your dad to make. Yeah. Some, we need those people. We were in life. person, in person. Oh, I mean, or, in really? his office. Oh, yeah. so that's a big conversation. He called me into his office. Yeah. He's like, comes yeah. in. And, and he's a coach. Him. He was my coach. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. a big, that's a big conversation because I feel like, but we need those people, right? I know them. that like the, the reason, so I love sports organizations because it is very, it's very cutthroat and black and white. Yeah. Now, but they, they, they do a really good job of coaching you up or kind of coaching you out. Yeah. I, I love that saying, coach you up or coach you out. Yep. And I love that they, they have those direct conversations. They don't let people screw, like, you know, pull them back and they yeah. they want you to perform better and they know how to, you know, and, and I wouldn't say like everybody, cause there are some coaches that you're like, what are you doing? But yeah. really, really good coaches. I, I feel like it has a lot to do with businesses, coaching, you know, your business, so but same, really, yeah. really good coaches know how to you know, light a fire underneath you and, yeah. and speak to you in a way that maybe isn't degrading or maybe isn't going to like all these things, but like knows how to get light that fire where you just want to perform better. Yeah. Um, there are those coaches that just try to rip you to shreds. And it's like, dude, you're not doing anything but ripping me to shreds. See, like, see what you're saying is so important because every single person has a personal culture right. and the, what makes coaches so unique and so great. And like the best coaches are able to come into your personal culture right. and become a part of it and know how to help you succeed. Right. And that's what's so cool is because the, the, the coaches that don't do art as well, they see your personal culture and they say, just move out of the way. Right. And it's like, no, like, right. like I have this personal, personal culture already built and they come in and they become a part of it and then invite you to right. do more, be more. And yeah, it's awesome. And they know like it's, a, it's adaptability and versatility. They, they yeah. adapt to the situation. They're very versatile in the situation. And they help coach you in the way that you like to be coached. Because a lot of yeah. people like, you know, some some personalities and some people, if you scream at them, they just tune you out and really don't care. Yeah. Right? So you're just, and you're just making them mad and hate you even more where they're they're caring less and less and less the more you yell at them. Yeah. There's some personalities that love it. They feed off of it. They want to get better. It drives them, right? Yeah. And I think it's really important to know your team and know what it is. Like when I, when I do a lot of my culture consulting and coaching, I 
give them a playbook of their team. Like we do tests and personality tests, management style tests, alignment tests, values tests. I mean, we, yeah. we test, so I give them a playbook. That's kind of, you know, I'm like, you're never going to the Super Bowl without a playbook. No. So, you know, why, why do we do that in business? So I'm kind of giving yeah. them a playbook and I feel like that's very important in, in sports. And I, I'm a very big proponent, even in sports of like, of attaching a why to the things that you do. Yeah, you know, my, so my big. coach would be yelling at me, you know, like in, in basketball, like, you know, shift over here. Well, I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, if you're just telling me to shift because it feels like something, why? It's like, oh, shit, if this person does this, this is why you need to shift. Yeah. And you're giving me the reason, the why behind things. I can attach it to that. Yeah. Like if this person comes down towards, you know, the the wing, you know, and the three point on the wing, I should shift over here because this guy from the backside is probably going to come try to get a, a little, you know, diamond the key yeah. and then do it like a little hook shot. Okay, so guard the key. But if you just say, hey, do this, why? Because I told you so. But I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I don't know even why I'm like, why does the scheme? And so, so I learning, feel like. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of good coaches out there that try to help. You can almost put it down to boil it down to is the IQ of the game. They're really trying to teach and coach you and, and feed you the IQ of the game. Yeah. The, 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 there's coaches that just don't even care. Like, but if I'm giving you the why, the reasons, <laughs> the schemes, like those court, like a lot of quarterbacks have huge, you know, IQ in the game. They huge. Have, they're, they're freaking brainiacs, man. Yeah. Um, so much respect for them. But really, everybody on the team because you have to know this person goes this way in the first couple of inches you need to identify what's going it's on true. and where that, you know especially on the line yeah if the, if the if the offensive line shifts this way this gap's opening running back coming through i gotta know like, yeah and it's split second decisions but you have to you know it's, it's it's coaching up that iq which i feel like you know i've worked or at work i've played for coaches that don't coach that iq up and you're just like, why, why? Like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, you just play for yourself. But you, if you, you slow down, if you understand for the, yeah, you slow down. But if you understand the game, you can operate super fast and you know, and we can attribute a lot of teams and in business is if your team knows what's going on, knows the why, knows why we're doing things, then they can attach that to something and then they have a roadmap to, for success. But if you're just yelling at them, do things and you just say, because then, yeah. okay, well, like, is it just because it's three o'clock on a Tuesday? So every three o'clock on yeah, a Tuesday, I'm supposed to I do go like over a, there. Yeah. And I, and I'm always that guy of like, you know, kind of go to an extreme, but it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that there's so much value in, in athletes and in sports. That's why I love interviewing athletes and, you know, people in sports, because I feel like they're, they're the best teammates because they know yeah. how to operate as a team and they, and they know how to coach, which yeah. I feel like in anything that we do, it's coaching. Yeah. And you know, what's awesome too, is like athletes and, and in business, but you, you know, you make more plays as an athlete if you're able to process faster. Right. So if a coach can help you do that, you know, and help you know the why, help you know, you know, all the different things, then it comes to you. Like you, you go and absorb that. But right. then on the field, when you walk between the white lines, it's just you. Right. And it's like, okay, I have all the tools he's given me, like, or she's given me, and I need to go out and perform now. And it's like. Then it comes down to, like, are my eyes right? Did I hear the play come in? Right. Yeah, am I lined up correctly? Um, you know, when they're in this formation, this is what's going to happen. This motion happens. This is what's most likely going to happen. And then, um, you know, and then you're playing off your, the people around you. Right. Because now you're, you're playing with, you know, your teammates who you're, you trust so much. And it's like, you know, they're doing their best. I'm doing my best. And that's why sports is so cool. Yeah. Like, being able to, everyone, when everyone's playing in sync and fast, and everyone's making plays, right? Oh, it's 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 the greatest thing ever. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I was talking with my good buddy, of mine, Paul Kruger. I played for the U. Yeah, played for the Ravens. Just a super good guy. And he was like, the moment for me is is when my defining moment to be, you know, one of the greatest DNs. 
he, he, you know, he's a great DM. I'll, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, the moment for me is, you know, going from basically good to great and being the best on the team is when the game slowed down. But that's yeah. when my IQ raised. And so like, I love that you just said that is the game, when the game slows down, you can make methodical, like calculated methodical decisions and do the right things instead of just running around with your head cut off. Yeah. That's like a, a magic defining moment, right? Yeah. And he said it took him a couple of years for the game to slow down because, you know, the transition from the University of Utah in college, you know, back then it was Mountain West, I think. Yeah. And then going all the way to, you know, the Baltimore or wherever he went with the Baltimore Ravens and being on the team with Ray Lewis and Suggs, all those guys, like yeah. the game sped up quick, Yeah, right? And you have grown men now, Yeah, you know, doing all that stuff for you. And he's like, it, it took me a while, but I just had, the game had to slow down. And then it was like, oh, like then you're kind of like, he's like, it's almost like one of those like funny movies where everything slows down and the person's like, you know, dancing and like doing ballet on the way there. And then but like, yeah. he's like, it's almost like that. And all that's such a good analogy because oftentimes when we're, you know, we're running around with our head cut off, and we're always urgent, you know, we have the time quadrant, you know, and there's one that's called the urgent and important. If you're always in the urgent and important, everything is urgent, everything's important, you're running around, yeah. everything's crazy, and this and that and the other, and like, how can you operate in a, in a good way? And I feel like if life slows down and business slows down and you're able to just operate and execute how you should be doing, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a great, great moment. But I love that in sports because it's true. For oh, me, yeah. the game never – so – the game never slowed down. Like, so I was, I didn't play a whole, I mean, I played, but I, I broke my legs, both of my legs at the same time twice. Oh my gosh. Like very unfortunate events. Right. Yeah. So for about 24 months, I didn't really do a lot of walking. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was almost a year to the date both times. And they weren't like completely snapped. I broke my go, I slipped my growth plates off my, whatever they were. And so my leg popped, both of them popped. Oh and then I had, um, very big, like gapped hair, gapped fractures in my bones, in my, tibia amphibia which was crazy so i had like big gaps in my bones so i did oh. and that was from both the same thing both i took a rebound landed kind of funny and her boom pop and i'm like oh there it goes oh my god and just crazy so i didn't walk for a long time and anyway so the game never <laughs> slowed down for me yeah but then my brother he he was so his iq was so high the game was he's like this is easy when i would get into it i'd be punching people in the like i would be all over yeah right? <laughs> i was that guy that you're like what is he doing he's like just like, kind of a bat out of hell running out of yeah. the place but um, you know, I wish I would have got to that point, but the game never slowed down to me, yeah. but then you can kind of compare it to my brother and it did. And I'm like, and he crushed, it. I mean, he was one of the yeah. best, he's literally on the all-star team for the state of Utah. I mean, one Jeez. of the best guys in the state at the time. And, you know, I, I wish that I could have got there, but then I learned a lot, you know, I, I, I actually, I learned a lot sitting on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm just watching the coach's coach and I'm watching, Oh, Hey, Oh, this is why you do that. This is why you do. Yeah. And so I actually coached the freshman team, my, my, uh, senior year. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It helped, helped coach him. So it was yeah. a good time. But, so, man, you get into college, um, have a great, successful career in college, mm-hmm. um, and then you go to the NFL, man. What was that yeah. like? Man, it was, it was pretty wild. You know, it was like, I remember on draft day, I getting, my, getting a call, and it's, you know, the Ravens, and they're That's like, crazy, man. Did, yeah, you, was, did you go to New crazy. York, or did you go? No, I was just at home with home. my family, and, and they called me, and they were drafting you, and even then, though, I don't know why, but. I still didn't understand like fully like what was happening. I would say like really because I was still just like I had my goal and I'm like oh cool like I got drafted like that's definitely a big goal. But then you show up and it's like you know you're a rookie all over or you're a freshman all over again. Right. And there were some like incredible, incredible athletes. Yeah. And I was fortunate just because I was able to be mentored and kind of you know shown the ropes by Eric Weddle. Right. And that was really cool and, and super valuable for me. 
And so there's a lot of University of Utah players in that Ravens team. Yeah, Dennis Pitta was there from BYU. You had, or I guess Utah. No, yeah, just anyone, tons of connections. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot. So yeah. I was fortunate, you know, to be there and be with them. Um, but I just like for me, I think I was really like blown away just by, like you said, the speed and the knowledge. Right. Because some of these guys have been in there for so long. It's like the game is so slow to them. Right. And so like in sports psychology, it's called um, getting in flow or flow mm -hmm. state. Um, athletes call it getting in the zone, you know. Um, I mean, business, in business, I mean, you call it in the zone too. Right. Where you just keep winning. And, but really, like, what does that mean? How does that feel? Like you said, time slows down. Things, um, you know, you're able to see things before they happen. But for me, it just becomes, how I explain it is just there's so much clarity. And because of that clarity, there's no wasted movement. Right. And so you watch incredible players play the game, any sport, I don't care. And you watch them play, there's no wasted movement. Right. Whereas if you go down the rings from college to high school, there's like little steps here that they don't need, little right. arm movements that they don't really need. But you go to the NFL level and it's just everyone's just no wasted movement. Right. And so um, that was something really cool that I, I was able to you know, witness really quick. And so I was, I, so I played, um, I was at the Ravens. Uh, my first year actually got hurt real bad. I was put on IR. Really? Yeah, real. yeah. I dislocated my ankle, spiral fracture in my leg. Ooh. It was a bad one. And yeah. was I that mean, in a game or practice? <laughs> it was during our first like live scrimmage, like in practice. Oh, dang. I know, and I was doing good. Um, but I just, I think the thing that made it really tough was when I came out of surgery, and, or before, when I went to go see the doctor, they flew me to this doctor that had just operated like on McGregor and all these incredible athletes and celebrities and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he looks at my stuff and he, he's like, hey, you know, this is like the worst one I've ever seen. And I was like, That's oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, am I gonna be able to come back? And he's like, yeah, but if I go and tie down these two tight ropes on the bottom of your ankle, if this bone flips up, I'm gonna have to go cut through your calf and it's gonna, I'm gonna put in like another, like close to a foot, like bar with like six to nine screws. I was like, okay. He's like, do I have permission to do that? I'm like, yeah. So I get the surgery, I come out of surgery and I'm like, my wife's sitting right there and I'm, I look at her, I'm like, so what happened? And I was like, did they cut through the calf? And she's like, yep, they cut through the calf. Oh, oh and I just remember thinking, this is gonna be tough. Um, but because I had been so focused on creating a can-do mindset of what can I do? Like, how can I be better? What can I do today? What can I do right now? My, my thoughts were, okay, it's September when I got hurt, August, September. Like, what can I do to be back for spring, which was um, about seven or eight months away. Right. And after he told me, like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. So I just hit it hard. Just what I could do every single day. Like, because when you get hurt in any sport, you become almost, um, you know, separated from the team. Right. You're lonely. Um, and so for me, I just really try to focus on what, what can I do? So every right. day that's all I did. And I was able to actually come back from that. And I was back running and playing during spring and OTAs. Really? So then, you know, I ended up playing and ended up so the next year. Um, I was there Then I went to the jets, moved to tight end because all the tight ends had gotten hurt during COVID. Wow. So I ended up doing that and they ended up keeping me there. And then I went to the Packers and played tight end. And That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was, 
it was such a blessing, you know, but I just, I'm one of those guys who just love the game. Right. Like I don't care. I'll it's do in your blood. Yeah. I just love it. Like right. I love it to the point where like during practice, I remember cause I was playing both sides of the ball. I did every single snap during practice. Really? Yeah. That's tough, man. And it was tough, but I just loved it. Like I, right. I loved, it. I never took it for granted. And cause I was like, after getting hurt and I've been, I had my senior year in high school, I even tore my ACL and came, you know, so I, I just learned from an early, early time. Like you can't take anything for granted. Like this is the greatest thing to come out here. You know, I, I get to wake up at five and come work out in this gym. Like right. I get to go and watch film for hours. I right. get to go and that's a unique practice. experience. I mean, a lot of people want to experience that, right? Yeah. It's yeah. That, that's all. How was your like first, you know, going back to like you entering the locker room. Like I, I hear about this, like the you know, stories of like when you go in the locker room, cause you got to think about the draft is pretty much the best players on all the college teams going to make an NFL team. Right. And so like you're, you're kind of going as the best player on the team, you know, in college, you know, on your college team, yeah. and then you're going to be a rookie on an NFL team. How's that transition? How, how was that transition at the Ravens? Man, <coughs> you know, for me, I always, I always knew that, um, you know, you're never the big dog ever. Right. And there's always going to be a bigger dog than you. That's and a good so, attitude to have. Yeah. So I just, it's like, in, like you know, my friends are their boats. There's always a bigger boat. There's always a bigger <laughs> boat. There's always a nicer car. Like, right. and so for me, um, I, I knew that going into it. And so I just wanted to be able to build trust, you know, with right. my teammates and let them, you know, see just from my example that I take this serious. Like, this isn't just some game. Like, like I really love this. Like, and so I wanted to show them in everything that I did from how I studied, how I worked out, you know, in the weight room, how I um, took notes, you know, how I did my recovery, the food I was eating. Right. Like, I always was just constantly doing everything I could to earn that trust. Right. It's so big from the vets, you know, like, right. like you want them to trust you. For sure. Is there, was there anybody that, you know, when, when you got in there was like a mentor to you? Yeah. Um, so obviously Weddle, right. Cause we came in the same year, but then I would say, you know, when I was, when I was able to, you know, in the D line room, there were just some incredible players and one player, whenever he spoke, like I wrote it down. Really? Yeah. And that was Terrell Suggs. Yeah. And he's a amazing, amazing. So smart. Like the game was so slow to him. Um, really? I mean, well, you see it in his play. Yeah. Like it's slow to him, but on film, he's going a million miles an hour. He's moving. He's making plays and doing things that are faster than others. Right. Which is kind of weird how that works. That's how it works in sports though. Like right. when the game slows down, you play faster. So um, almost looks like he's at a different level. And so um, anything he said, I would write it down. Um, and then, you know, when I, when I moved to tight end, you know, especially in Green Bay, you know, I was, there was just so many incredible players on offense. Right. And I mean, anything A-Rod would say, um, Mercedes Lewis, who was there. Yeah. We were in the same room together and we were similar body types. And so, um, they were just, they're just incredible players that, and teammates, like I was, I always felt, you know, really grateful that I was able to be in the rooms with the players that I was with because, because right. I knew, and I don't know if everyone knows that, you know, some, some young players don't really realize that. Right. But like I look at it from a different view where it's like, Cause I've been around it my whole life and my dad was a coach. Like I was around the players and I knew the players that were special and right. you know, I could tell like, and so 
I just was, I would soak up every, every moment with those guys and just be really grateful for it. That's because awesome. I knew I could learn so much from them. Right. Which is, I mean, it's important in life to be able to, 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 to just, you know, I was, God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason and just to listen and try to get better. Right. And yeah. you see it a lot of with people that are just trying to, a lot of times they try to find or try to prove that they have the right answer, not just find the right answer. And so they're always trying to speak up and trying to put like, which is like, you want people to be interactive with you, but it's like, yeah. man, like just, just stop sometimes. And especially in, yeah. in moments of greatness, right? Like where you might have someone that's like, dude, you know, Suggs is talking, shut up. Like, just, just yeah. shut up and listen, yeah. shut up and listen. Cause he's talking. Like, just yeah. let him. And I see a lot of that in businesses. Like you get these people, especially these, these newer guys kind of on the, on the block that are trying to prove everything to everybody. And it's like, look, just, just just chill. Like yeah. you see it a lot of times when you hire somebody, they just go crazy. The first, I'm like, look, you got the job. Okay. Just relax. Like you don't need to be doing all that. Like you just, yeah. just relax and do what you're supposed to do. And we all be good. Yeah. And I think that's very important for a lot of people to, to know is just like, just listen, sit back and listen. Yeah. I think that's like a big piece of like championship culture is when you have that collective buy-in where everyone is just willing to learn is grateful for the opportunity, but they're gonna drop everything, you know, at the front door that's gonna hold them back and hold the team back. Right. You know what I mean? And right. so uh, I, I love that and learn that because every team has different, you know, cultures and right. every single sport. I don't care what team you go to, you go to a little league team down the street, they're right. gonna have a culture. You're gonna go to college right here, you know, go, they're gonna have culture. And so for me, I really started to value like championship culture. Right. And then as well, like when you, when you have to, you know, build that culture, you know, that's, that's important because you're always building culture, right? Like, I don't care who you are, what you do, you're constantly building culture. Your personal culture is going to be built with that culture with your spouse, your kids. It's like, everything's being built right. all the time. And it's like, it's, it's so important. Right. So in those teams, what do you think? You know, what is the most important aspects of a culture besides j just the word championship culture? Like, what are the things that mean a lot to you that you feel like sets it apart versus someone, maybe another team that doesn't really care? They don't have that culture or, or even business, whatever. Yeah. Um, definitely level of commitment. And that mm. comes through actions. So if, if, if you have multiple people on a team that are committed to winning, they're not going to miss workouts. Right. They're not going to be up late partying all night. Like they're not going to be um, making the wrong decisions off the field. Right. And that level of commitment, it just, you know, you can feel it almost like when you walk in a room where there's a team with high commitment, you know, because they don't just have commitment to themselves, but they have commitment to each other. Um, because in football and just like in business, like your level of commitment, it goes past you, just you. Right. Like it goes to your families. It, it affects everything. That's, I remember in a game, I remember sitting there, and I remember we were kind of losing, like we weren't playing very well and we were losing. This was in college. I look over and I like see my dad on the sideline and I'm like, I was like, it kind of hit me like, this is his livelihood. Like, and how I play directly affects that. Right. And so that changed, that changed everything for me because I was like, I don't get tired at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was, it was really, it was a really interesting moment. Like to look at that. And I think that's why football is cool. Business is cool. Cause like, your families, it is a big family and like everything you do, it matters. And that's why, like you said, coach them, coach them up or coach them out. Like you're going to coach people out like that don't belong in your family. Right. 
No, for sure. You, you just can't allow it, you know? Yeah. And I, I love the, what you're talking about because I, I talk a lot. Like when I do a lot of my, my speaking, coaching, whatever, I talk about how your decisions can affect everybody else. Oh yeah. And if we don't make money and you don't what you're supposed to do, then it takes money out of everybody else's pocket. And yeah. if you don't do what you're supposed to do, then they can't do dance lessons for their daughter because there's not enough, you know, and so like That's everything true. directly affects everybody. Yeah. Right. And we all have the power like within us to affect everybody else in a positive or negative way. Yeah. And, you know, we can't obviously let the successes and the failures of the company rise and fall on one person, but it yeah. does affect everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's amazing to, when you, you say that as someone, they don't realize that there is a bigger picture in place. That yeah. there is more people involved in what they do, and when they directly affect, you know, when they think of it that way, if if I if I highly if I'm performing here, I'm giving everybody like I talk to our salespeople like if you don't sell, our technicians that you know fix the trailers and deliver the trailers don't make any money, and if the technicians don't fix them, you know, and that right and do it correctly and deliver the trailers, yeah. then the salesmen don't make any money, and so like yeah. it's every you know there's an ebb and flow and there's a relationship there that you have to make it all work, and I feel. Like that is cracking the code where everybody is working yeah. together in alignment for the same reasons, for the same mission, for the right. You know, I say yeah. like championship culture, like we're all fighting for a championship and we all know exactly what we have to do for the championship. Yeah. But then you go into some that you're like, yeah, that people don't even care. It's kind of like, remember yeah, the, uh, yeah. what is the, with uh, Keanu Reeves? That football movie, uh, you know, what I'm talking about the re the replacements. Oh yeah, the replacements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he goes in there, like he, you know, he's from the NFL or like whatever yeah. the story is. Then he goes into his football team, and it's like, what is this? But it wasn't that championship culture, right? And I think that you know, I think what people can do, especially if you're a coach, if you're a leader in any way, a business owner, that you can define that championship culture and then get everybody working towards that championship culture. I, I love that, man. Yeah, and it's holding yourself with a, a high standard of excellence yeah. in everything that you do. You know, even going out, like making sure that you're not going out in in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like yeah. we're seeing right now, and I'm not going to name names, but in the NBA, you know, we got one guy in the NBA just acting a fool out there. Yeah. That is completely, you know, their team's not in the playoffs right now. They got kicked out and just, you know, they don't know what to do with them. And yeah. talented player. Yeah. But really at the end good. of the day, that's not good <sighs> culture, right? That, that he is not a, you know, doesn't really have a place in, on a team right now. Yeah. And you're seeing it actually a couple guys on that team that are, you know, on the, I'm going to name the Grizzlies, but a couple guys on the Grizzlies that are maybe not going to have a job next year and some of the best talent we got in the NBA. Yeah. And we saw with uh, A.B., Antonio Brown, one of the best receivers there was, you know, at the time, you know, talent-wise, yeah. amazing, talented person, just not right for the culture of what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And it ended up being, like, way worse on the team than, you know, it was positive because yeah. at the end of the day, talent isn't everything. It's yeah. a lot, but it's not everything. Yeah. I mean, hard work, hustle, like being in alignment, like you see these guys that are on NBA teams or even in the NFL for years, they might not be a star, yeah. like a superstar max contract type of person, yeah. but they're just, it's like, man, some of these guys have been in NBA for like 15 years. Six, yeah. I'm like, when are they ever going to retire? But they play their role. They know their role. They're there to support. They're, they're there yeah. to do their job. And it's like, wow, like, like we need those people to be able to, to, to move on. And then you see some people just all the in the world don't really care. It's all about them. And then they're up they're there and then they're gone. And it's crazy to me because you know, it's just because a lot of times those individuals are just so talented. Right. And they can do things that other people can't. Right. And so, <coughs> so when you see them, you know, not really taking, you know, the aspects of disciplining commitment and, um, you know, really doing what it takes, 
uh, not just for themselves, their families, their teammates. It's, it, it's actually pretty sad. And so right. um, I think that's one thing that I loved, though, about you know some of the best cultures I've been around, um, just from sports and different things, is how the leaders of the team, they are able to instill that purpose right. into each person. Like, right. And there's leaders, and, and that's why they say like the term, like everyone's a leader, and it's because you're constantly instilling purpose into everyone around you. Right. And it creates like this, you know, different type of energy and focus that, you know, other teams, I think the opposite. If you have guys that are, you know, kind of, you know, bad-mouthing coaches or doing other things, it's not it instilling any purpose. It. Right, it affects like, it a lot. It affects it a lot. You know, yeah. it slows you down. It's creating that cancer inside that that team where yeah. you, I mean, I, I say this way too much, but it's, you know, we don't, we would never invite cancer into our body. And it's like, why would we ever do that to our, and you know, it's funny is we don't see, that's why we talked about before, like at the beginning of this podcast is I love that sports doesn't usually allow that happen very quickly, or, you know, very long. Yeah. It's in there and out. And, but sometimes in businesses, I'm like, why, why do you allow that? Like, like why yeah. we wouldn't like, why do we allow these people to be there, destroy everything? And yeah. you know, it's like you, you kind of turn a blind eye, but like, what are you showing everybody else that you care about? Yeah. Obviously not them. Yeah. Like, cause you know, you got a person just wreaking havoc on everything and it's yeah. like, bro, like, come on, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, in those situations in sports, like, you know, Hey, get this guy out of here. Yeah. He's killing us. He's yeah. doing this. He's doing that. Like, I, I, I think that there should be some leadership on some teams being like, hey, no, cut him out. Yeah. Cut him out. He's gone. Yeah. And, and at some teams, that's how it works. Yeah. And they let it be known. And, and I think, but it makes sense, though, because you're protecting, you know, what's most important to you. Right. So they're going to do whatever it, it takes. Um, and so, you know, I've always been really, really grateful for the leaders that, um, like, take action. Right. Towards that. Yeah. You know that. The lead from the front. Right. They're leading from the front. They're not just demanding and saying this and saying yeah. that. Like it's like the the little the pictures of the guy that's like, you know, leading from the front and, you know, help or you know, whatever. Like there's a there's a picture out there that's in a lot of like offices and stuff. Then it has like the leader behind him, you know, you telling him what to do and yelling at yeah. him and like, like cracking the whip or whatever he was doing. But it's so true because we, you know, if you're leading from the front, you're leading the charge and leading the way, but you're coaching up. And you're helping them and you're giving them a handout, not a hand up or a hand, a hand up, not a handout. Yeah. And where you're just helping them. Right. And yeah. you're, 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 that's, that's true leadership. And I, I feel like, you know, leader, like a true leader is like, you know, I feel like everybody has the, you know, a lot of people have the ability to, but I do feel like, you know, the word manager, leader, like it's thrown around a lot. Cause I'm like, what, like, let's, okay, let's dive deep in this. What does that really mean in different things? Yeah. Because there are very few people um, you know, out there. I mean, there's a lot of them, but it's a small percentage of the world that is actually like a true leader and true leadership. Yeah. And you see that in the very select few, like sports teams and, you know, different organizations around the world that 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 person is, you know, far and few between. But if it's it's a, a beautiful thing can happen when you get that and and you know, when you when you do have those leaders to be able to help the other people. Because it, you know, leading into my next question, what I want to ask you is what what does it mean to be a, a true teammate in your eyes? You know, like, like we have leadership and, you know, they can tell you all they want to tell you, you know, sucks can tell you all they want to want. But what does it, what does it mean to be a true teammate? Cause I feel like that, that right there is, you know, a magical thing. Yeah. Um, that's a huge thing. And, you know, for me, when I think about that question, you know, what does it mean to be a true teammate? I think about how, like, I think about the, my teammates that I've seen that are just incredible teammates and it's, they care about the individual. Like 
if you're in, I remember like one of the coolest things ever um, is when after a game, I remember A-Rod, you know, calling everyone up and like in the huddle and um, he's like, if you're in this locker room, we need you. Like we appreciate everything that you do. And right. what's cool is because of that, I mean, he's the leader, right? But um, everyone would, you know, everyone cared about each other. You know, not right. just football, but like what you're doing in life, like your family, and it's and it's real. And I think, right. and I think that's what a really, really great teammate is: is someone that really cares about you as a person, um, because they know if you're going to be the best athlete you can be, like you have to be the best person you can be. Right. And I and I and I love that. And and I remember reading that in a book about the All Blacks. You know, the rugby yeah. team, how they, they realize that too. And so um, because of that, everyone knows that, right? People are willing to give their time. Right. And it's because they know like, oh man, I actually like, like I care about Bronson and what he's doing. Like he moved to tight end. Like I can't tell you how many players would help me like really? after a practice because they knew I was new to the position and I'm trying to learn it and I've got there grinding and. I want to get all my reps in, you know, because I know I'm thousands of reps behind everyone else. Right. And so, I mean, they would take time to coach me up, have me watch, you know, film with them. Like, really? Yeah, it was, it was really cool um, because they cared about me individually. Because right. they knew, like, man, this guy really wants to, you know, make an impact. And he's going to do whatever it takes. Like, I'm going to help him. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's what really makes you know great teammates. Is right. They care about the individual, and because of that, that like everything stems from that. Right. They're gonna give you time. They're gonna give you, um, you know, not not just football time either. They're gonna give you time off the field. Like right. you're gonna be, they're gonna be your best friends. Like, you know, you're gonna do yeah. stuff with them. You know. So I thought that was always really cool. Yeah, that's awesome because you know we you do hear of those stories, um, you know where. You have the team, even on, you know, I've heard some like NBA teams where they go on the road and they don't even hang out with each other. They, yeah. just, they just, I mean, they stay in the same hotel, but they don't really hang out with each other. They go do their own thing. And yeah. it's like, man, like, and I, and I wonder, I've always wondered like how important that is. And I mean, I, I would think just outside looking into that it is important to have some, you know, camaraderie outside of, you know, the lines, if you will, yeah. outside of the locker room, outside of the lines, outside of the stadium, whatever it is, uh -huh. where, cause I feel like then more more aligned you get the more where you just know each other the more where you yeah. know like it's just there's just more there right and i feel like yeah. just being with people is like a good energy and so the more like your energy is like like with each other i guess yeah. you can say is i just feel like it can it can help a lot and you know because then you're you're more apt to maybe help them you yeah. know maybe like try a little harder or i don't know yeah. i'm not saying that you wouldn't but if you really yeah. had no i don't really care world and dream of the person that you're like if you hated your quarterback, you might you know slide over a little bit and then boom, you're like all right, teach him a lesson or something. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's never happened. I'm sure that's no. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, but yeah. I'm sure that's happened once or twice. But I mean, I, I would think that that's important, especially in you know in businesses. You kind of got a bit a little bit careful, and I don't know. There's this crazy people, crazy laws, and crazy crazy yeah. things of being like too close to yeah you know, outside of work and different things. But I do feel like that there is that point where. You know, you, you do those extracurricular activities yeah. where it's more like organized, where like, I've taken people to top golf and we've gone go-kart yeah. racing and different things has been a good time. But that, like that, those experiences, you don't forget. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in, they're, they're with you all the time. Like, I'll never forget. 
um, you know, going down to the racetrack in Vegas with all of our general managers and begging them not to crash. Like, please don't crash because we're racing all these supercars on the track and I'm the only one that crashed. Oh, you <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, luckily nothing happened to the car, but it was, everybody gives me crap, but I'm like, I'll never forget that. And I feel like we got a little bit closer. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like that's very important, especially being that teammate because like, I love that he put it like, you know, caring about the individual and being there. You yeah. know, they, like I, I, I love that because there's so many like lessons in there with people that being there more than just punching and, and punching out. If, if you're like, I, I truly believe that if you're there just to punch in and punch out, like that's, you're not a good teammate. No. You know, there's more to that. I mean, yeah. now I'm asking you to, you know, work way more hours, you know, if it takes to, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we yeah. got to do what we got to do, but you know, I feel like there's got to be more substance there than just, you know, punching and punching oh, yeah. out and doing your thing, right? No, yeah, there has to be like, and, and that's where, but that's where it gets fun too, you know, because um, that chemistry is real. Like, you know, when you watch, you know, you can really see it um, in basketball with certain players, with football. Lots of times you can see it between the quarterback and a wide receiver. Right. Um, on defense, it's a little harder to see. But if you know defense, you can see it between uh, certain DBs, yeah. especially linebackers. It, and it's a lot of trust right yeah. there because it might not be like, you know, like the quarterback thrown directly to the receiver, but it's there's movement going on in the back yeah. or in the in the – what do you call it? Not the backfield because that's the running back. Yeah. In the. Yeah. And on, on the back end. On the like, back end. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, there's DBs movement going on. So it's like trust, right? Yeah. Like that, that receiver is going to release your, you trust that they got him if it's a one-on-one, right? Like you're, you're like, okay, got him. And then I'm going to move and do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But if there's not that synergy, not that trust, it's like, then, you know, you, you might get caught in between and then they yeah. throw the ball over your head and then it, the game's over. Yeah. Right. And so. I feel like it's very important there too. Oh, you know, on that side of the ball, so important. It's everywhere though, because like, in, yeah, everywhere, and it, yeah. I mean, I think it's because, especially in football, is crazy because you run one play and you kind of do one thing for that play, right? Yeah. In basketball, it's kind of like a movement going on. Yeah, like yeah. It's just constant movement, plays changing. Yeah. You know, you rarely change the play in the middle of the play in football, yeah. right? Like you have yeah. your couple of options, options that work, throw the ball away. Like, yeah. you know, let's kind of make it simple and dumb it down right there. Yeah. But it's interesting because you have to just go hard for that one play and do your job and you yeah. slip up once, you screw up once, that could mean the end of the game. And it's literally like inches. Like, inches. Like if you don't, if you don't cut, at you know where you need to be cutting because of the depth of the safety it could just that window disappears right and so it's like because quite often the quarterbacks just throw i'm sure like i mean you caught some balls from aaron Rodgers, man that's pretty sick (laughs) but uh you know especially of him i mean he's just he's thrown to where you should be yeah you better be there yeah yeah and it's you know it's it's like because a lot of times it's blind throws yeah i mean no yeah and and he just knows you know, and all the quarterbacks, they just know like, hey, he's going to be right here, 10, 12 yards, right there. Dude, it's crazy. Like, and, it, and it's a time thing, timing thing too. And right. I think that's one of the coolest things though is like being able to see people make the plays that they do because the quarterback knows like that wide receiver so well. Right. Because not just through in football and what they do off the field, so they know how they think. Right. And so it's, it's interesting. So he knows like, this is what's going to happen. Right. Or like if this defense happens, like this is, he's going to see it like this. Right. And, and that's where like that chemistry starts to come in. It's I was cool. seeing a, so before the draft, there's the, the, what's his name's like quarterback school, uh, Gordon's quarterback school. I think they, they do like, I think especially thing on ESPN or they used to when Gordon was. Yeah. They're not Gruden. 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 You're talking about, yeah, Gruden yeah, yeah, from Gruden, the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His old quarterback, quarterback mm-hmm. school when he used to be an announcer. And 
it was fascinating that a lot of those quarterbacks, because you know, it's a lot, it's all the basically the first round quarterbacks are going to this. You know, they're being show you know showcased on this show. Yeah, and the quarterbacks would often say, "I used to watch it because I think it's fascinating." But yeah. like, I know the moment he takes his second step, how fast those two steps are. I pretty much know where to throw the ball after that, even if it's you know, 10 or 15 yards after. Yeah. And I'm like, that is, you already know, just, just basing how those body languages are and how fast he got off the ball. And he, and they, he would even say, sometimes I know that he slipped not open. Yeah. Cause it's one step. I mean, like yeah. you said, it's a game of inches. Yeah. So if he slipped and it had one <laughs> second, one step for the quarterback to recover, uh huh. because you're betting on that person's going to outrun the quarterback and you're going to, yeah. Play. But he's like, he already lost. Yeah. And so he's like, I'd go to my next option. And I'm like, that is, how do you compete compute all that at the same time? But you know, we often see those quarterbacks as amazing leaders and you know, on and off the field. And it's just yeah. fascinating because like that, that I feel like a lot with, with CEOs that and business owners and leaders and people that are man, you know, leading people, that that's very important to know if how you're gonna react to whatever whatever just happened. I feel like that's a, a, a good skill that you gotta learn. Yeah, because and that's a big thing because like there's so much that happens uh, with football and in business that like, you know, it's, it's almost like you have to have, just like in football, you have to have something almost like prepared, right? Like when something happens, cause you know, you're going to feel it honestly. Right. And it, it's either going to like, you, something might happen in business where it like freaks you out, you know, or, right. you know, something might happen where, you know, extreme success, or um, there's so many things that come in. That's just like football too. So many things come into your lap. And so it's like, what do I do when that happens? Right. And so like, I know for me, it's all about like, no matter what happens, you know, I always have to, you know, take a moment and just like to kind of like take a deep breath. Right. Take a few deep breaths, honestly. Right. Cause sure. you don't want to overreact and just, cause your initial reaction isn't always the best. Right. And so um, same thing in football though. like. That initial reaction is usually not the best. So it's like, right. let's be still. Let's just be still for a second. Like, let's think about it. Let's be still with someone else. And now let's talk about it. I need to get it out there, you know, and let's just see what we need to do here. Right. Instead of just jump to conclusions. Right. No, yeah. I, I love that, man. So, you know, you, you get out of the NFL career, and I know we, we only got a, a few minutes. So this has been a great conversation. Is, you know, now you've transitioned into being a very prominent speaker and businessman, you know, I'm seeing all over the place, Uh, you know, what, what was that transition like and what preempted that? Like, why did you start getting into more speaking in business? Well, what happened was as far as the speaking goes, I remember I just had this thought one day, like you haven't, you've had all this, you know, all this different experiences with football and business. I started doing investing in different things um, while I was still playing, like after just right after my second year. That's smart. So yeah, I started, I didn't know anything about that, about any of that. I didn't grow up with any of that. I didn't know what the word investing meant. Like I didn't like, yeah, I could tell some funny stories about that, but I got, I really jumped into that scene in the off seasons. And then I really even hit it even more when I was, um, you know, really, I kind of felt like transitioning out of the NFL. Right. And so, uh, I realized super early, like how important it is to like be around people that you can trust that same culture that I had learned about in the NFL. I took it to the business space and investing space. And so for me, it's always been about people. And so, um, I started investing with a partner, Jason Harris. It went really well. Yeah. Next minute. Um, he notices that, you know, Oh man, I don't know if 
he's gonna be playing. He's like, oh yeah, why don't you come join me? So I joined Jason Harris with at Harris Investment Group, started doing that. Well, at the same time, I realized I'm never saying no to a speaking engagement ever again. Right. And as soon as I decided that, it's just like, just started to you know pick up. Because I don't know, a lot of athletes kind of feel like, I don't have anything to share. Like, right. I don't know what I can share. But it's like, dude, you are in the NFL. Like, you have something to share. Because right. it's so hard to get there. Or you're oh, in the like NBA. the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. Right? Like, how many, how many kids, you know, uh, college. There's so many colleges out there. Yeah. So many colleges out there. There's a college in every corner. Yeah. Well, there's only 32 teams in the NFL with, the, you know, 53-man roster. Yeah. So, so it's like you did – There's you have something to share. Right. Like you can – you know, it's like take advantage of those opportunities. And right. so I had I had initially like, right, started investing, getting into real estate uh, with Jason. Then I started getting into uh, different, you know, blockchain startup plays. And then as well I just started to, you know, take the opportunity to speak – on my experiences because I was like, wow, I need to share more. Right. Because I felt like I was just holding it all. And then, and I had opportunities. I was, wasn't doing them. Really? So I, so then I was like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm speaking at every single elementary opportunity, elementary school opportunity. Right. Youth school. I mean, um, you know, troubled youth school, uh, you know, church event, um, business event. <coughs> mindset coaching events um yeah and so and i just it just really took off so i ended up speaking like at over like 80 events in one year and it was it was cool well i know dude i watch you on instagram you're all over the place yeah i (laughs) I feel like it's every night (laughs) yeah yeah, i'm always doing something like there's something going on yeah it's awesome so what is the young athlete society so young athlete society was built for young athletes to get access to the mindset coaching that professional athletes get access to wow because young athletes aren't going to get offered it right but i didn't get it to my sophomore year in college and some colleges don't even have them and you know really good you know mental strength coaches right i was like imagine if i would have gotten that earlier oh so much better yeah it it changes everything and so i was like i've done it for 10 years i've had the best of the best coach me right i'm gonna do this for young athletes do weekly calls and i'm going to share with them these different trainings so that way they get access to it and it's just a big deal right now because athletes, you face a lot, right? Uh, you know, especially within the media, even younger athletes, like in high school, you know, they face a lot with social media, right? And so it's like we got to make sure that the you know the mindset and the mental performance aspect of things for their sports, like they're locked in and they can handle the different stresses because it does leak into off the field stuff, right? For sure. And so it's like it just changed my life. So I'm like, why don't I offer this? So I just jumped in and started doing it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I, I've, I've heard a, from actually quite a few people that it's it's made a huge impact. So yeah. I, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. I mean, that, oh, yeah. that's really, that's awesome because it's all about this next generation, right? And yeah. if you have something to offer, you can help, you know, especially kids, man. Like, like especially right now. Like, I yeah. can't imagine growing up with, yeah. you know, when I was growing up through high school and stuff, the iPhone just barely came out. And that was, you know, crazy navigating that we could have the internet on our phone, all these things. And yeah. Instagram really wasn't too much of a thing back then. Yeah, well, so, I mean, they, yeah and so I can't imagine what, what kids are going through now, especially like, you know, athletes comparing themselves, this and that. Like, and then now you got the NIL with college and you got this, yeah. with college, that with college. And then now you have people like kind of, like trying to like, you know, get kids in bad situations where they do stupid stuff. Like it's just crazy because I mean, the world is just hectic right now, man. So I guess, you know, it, 
good buddy of ours is Sean Whalen says be a light so bright no one can help but see it. And so thank you yeah. for being a light with the with the young athletes because it's huge impact. I know oh, yeah. to be making. Appreciate so, it, dude. You know, wrapping this up, man. Um, one thing I want to ask is where can people find you at? Yeah, and socials um, and everything. A good question. <laughs> um, so Instagram bkafusi ninety. Uh, I'm on there. Uh, young athletes young athlete society is just young athlete society on Instagram. Um, I mean, that's where I'm probably the most active is yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, I know you're super active on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm always posting stuff, doing stuff on there. I love it, man. It's, it's oh. fun to watch. I have a good time watching it. Uh, oh, I sure. appreciate it. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, last question I want to ask you mm -hmm. is what does success mean to you? Man, success to me is being able to build others. Like, that really is success to me. That's awesome. Like, like, because it doesn't matter how much money you have if you can't build other people. Right. Like, it doesn't matter how much fame you have um, if there's no one around there. And so, like, it's all about building people. And so, now that comes in different forms. Like, when you build a business, you're building people. Right. Right. And if you, um, you know, I think about even, like, when you build your business, you're building your family, too. Because that business is supporting your family. Right. And so... For me, success is all about building and being able to help people, um, you know, really reach their potential. Because, like, without you even knowing it, you're going to reach your potential, right? Because you're building others, right? And that's just something I've seen, I've learned, and I, and it's just so true. Um, like that's success. And the most successful people I know, like in this world, when it comes to anything, it's they build others. Right. They really do. And uh, it's so cool to see. I love that, man. And it's it's all about helping, giving back, doing what you can. Yeah. And if you got a gift, share it. I mean, it's yeah. That's awesome. And I, and I know that you've done a phenomenal job at that. And I know that everybody I talked to, dude, even f just chatting with me in the back back of that yard, you know, that that one day for cars yeah. and coin, just <laughs> just having a good we started talking about RVs. I yeah, mean, I was like, dude, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Cool, <laughs> and um I mean that that was cool. I mean, it was a really great interaction. And I and I feel like that's just who you are. I mean, you weren't trying to be fake. You weren't trying to even want anything from me. Like you're just, we're just trying to, we're just having a conversation because we're standing next to each other and yeah. making make it not weird. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it was cool, man. Like I got the, I went home and t told Mikel and I was like, man, like that, that dude was really cool. And I talked to Murphy about you and he was like, oh, oh you yeah. met Bronson. And I was like, well, that was the first time I ever met him. But we like became like best friends. Man. <laughs> yeah. I, think I, I think we exchanged phone numbers. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was cool, man. So I just want to say, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And, thanks. You know, thanks for being on the show. It means a lot. Yeah. Cool. Appreciate it. If you like this show, please share it, especially with athletes. Um, follow what Bronson's doing. He's doing an amazing job out there with athletes. If you're local here or anywhere else, you know, if you can be a part of the Young Athlete, I don't know how far that goes um, yeah. with you guys, but if you can be a part of it, join it, you know, figure out what you can do for your for your young athletes. If you are a parent listening to this, get your kids, kids involved in that because it's an unbelievable thing. But again, please like, share this, you know, five stars if you, if you had a good time um, listening to it. And we will see you on the next episode of Culture Camp. Thanks, Bronson. Yeah, thank you.